0: Mm Yeah. Welcome to the People's First Podcast, where we dive deep into conversations with remarkable individuals who are shaping the landscape of leadership and innovation. Today, we have the privilege of hosting Eric Reyes, the ANZ Regional Director of Talus Cloud Protection and Licensing. Eric, with over 15 years in the Australian IT industry, particularly in cybersecurity, what drew you to this field initially?
1: funny story actually um got back from my gap year um didn't really know what I wanted to do at the time um but knew that you know I didn't want to be in the back office mm. so uh you know looked around found an in-between job yes. dealing with antivirus and I'm like what is this cyber security business no worries <laughs> I'll, I'll do this for a couple of months yeah Then 15 years later
0: <laughs> here we are
1: here we are Right. So it's, it's one of those, those interesting ones because I, I grew up going, you know what, I'm going to be an accountant or I'm going to be a programmer because I, I like both numbers mm. and IT. Right. And going, yeah, let, let's work on that. Let's figure out what it's going to be. Traveled for a bit, came back to Australia and then realized, hang on, it's either going to be one or the other. Yeah. I can't do both. Yeah. Let's take another gap. In other words, find a job that's in between while we decide. And figure it out Mm. but i think in finding that in between job i found some really good people that mentored me along the way Mm. and really shaped where i wanted to go and you know gave me an idea what could be Mm. you know and then for myself realized that i wanted to do something that actually impacted people
0: yeah yeah and that's the thing. I think a lot of people really want to find something that will be meaningful to them, but yep. also to the people around them as well. I mean, what did you understand about cybersecurity when you first kind of got into the the job? Wow,
1: that was a, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, what I understood it to be was antivirus, mm. right? You know, let's let's protect from viruses. Um, and that there was a movie at the time when I was in high school. I think mean, called Hackers. Yeah. So I was like. <laughs> maybe fighting against those guys, something like that. Yeah. But I, I arrived in this office, it was quite, um, quite different yeah. from what I was seeing. You know, there was a lot of young people and a lot of all the gents and, and ladies just talking amongst themselves and, and about you know, what's happening in the economy. And I'm like, how is that even relevant to what we do? Mm. right? And that's when the wheel started turning going, you know what, this is probably a good mixture of what I wanted around numbers and around technology and how what we do will impact or add value mm. to people out there. So my understanding of cybersecurity back at the time was, hey, let's stop your computer from crashing.
0: Yep. Yeah. And that was it. And that was it. And yeah. let's stop these bad guys from, from yeah. putting a virus on your computer. Yeah. And yeah.
1: yeah. So it was very rudimental and I had no idea what it was mm. until I started digging into it and, and going, hey, there, there's, there's something to this and there's a reason people are being drawn to this.
0: Yeah. And then I mean throughout your career there's probably key moments that you could draw on that that taught you about what your leadership style would be yeah. in this current role. I mean, can you think of anything in particular?
1: Wow, okay. Um there was one uh well, 10 years ago now, I think, mm. when I first got promoted into to a larger leadership role, right? So so basically the role was to start a business unit that managed our um, Asia-Pacific Tier 2 organization. Mm. So we wanted to be a bit hands-off and let let the business do its thing. Yeah, we are innovating at the time going, hey, let's outsource this. There's some, some stuff in the internet, um, not cloud. No one knew what the cloud was yep. back then and neither <laughs> did we. <so laughs> it was clearly, clouds in the sky, yeah. Yeah, so clearly <laughs> we called it the internet. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it worked out... Um, that that I needed to actually spend more time with people, right? In in planning to, to do less, we an, actually ended up going, okay, we need to prepare people on, on how to engage, how to talk, and be able to communicate along a long distances, right? Mm. So we were outsourcing to Asia, right? Um, and we're in Sydney, so we're like, okay, language barrier, firstly, yep. right? Yes. And then... The, the tyranny of distance, right? And then time zones and all those things. So we had to effectively work around that um, in a small team in Australia.
0: Mm.
1: And for me, that really shaped how I organized my time and how I wanted to, you know, in as little time as possible, impart what I need to communicate more effectively. And, and be succinct in the messaging yeah. so that people can understand and deliver what they need to.
0: Mm, and I hear as well, it's so important when it comes to s- storytelling, when you're talking to the, the C-suite as well, and to be able to communicate in IT language to yeah. them too. I mean, uh, what kind of skills did you find that you had to kind of employ to be able to do that?
1: Ah, that's, um, <laughs> you know what, there, there was a, growing up, I used to watch a lot of late night TV parents hated it <laughs> like, didn't we all who's keeping us up oh that guy <laughs> but no it was um a lot of letterman um you know and i think for me the, the way he conducted interviews pretty much shaped how i spoke to people yeah I right? wow. so did a lot of you know an, an analysis on how he did things right so some of the the questions he would ask um kind of resonated and and the storytelling part of it was important right for me to to be able to impart the value of the organization I work for to the audience, mm. right? Because, um, yeah, if you don't have a story, how are people going to relate, right? Exactly. So, so for us, it's like you you have to lower, elevate the speak so much that you don't need to use jargon, right? Because mm-hmm. as soon as you start speaking cybersecurity jargon, it's harder I'm trying to understand IT stuff, right? Yeah. So when you go to cyber and then you're talking to a C-suite or even just a guy at the barbecue and they go what do you do Eric and I'm like okay um
0: <laughs> how long have you got <laughs> yeah
1: so so you pretty much have to compress that into 30 seconds and mm-hmm. say the most important things are ABC yeah and that's what we do yeah and yep. if, if you want to go into more details then we will but we'll probably need to sit down for an hour
0: <laughs> yeah and I think there's this uh, I guess um miss kind of understanding of the idea of cybersecurity in the in in the current space because we see these recent major cybersecurity hacks yep. with Medibank and Optus. I mean, how do you kind of work your way around people misunderstanding what cybersecurity is and also understanding how to protect themselves but also their businesses as well?
1: That's a great question. Um, I haven't been asked that all year. <laughs> well, it's only been three weeks, right? But um,
0: Three weeks is a long time when it, you, is. When it comes to business. <laughs> it is, it
1: is. So so for me, getting around that that topic isn't, you know black and white right because mm. because basically when you look at those examples you know you, you try not to highlight those organizations because more often than not it's not really their fault mm. right now um, you know accidents happen to everyone and, and the way uh, i talk to people around cybersecurity is you know it's there's three important parts of it right there's people there's technology right and you know process for businesses but behavior yeah. for everyday people, right? So, so it's, it's just being aware, mm. right? So, so for me, growing up, curiosity has always been there, right? So it, and that can go two ways, right? You can click the wrong thing when someone sends a message mm. and you don't even know what it is, but you're curious, you want to know. That often leads to people getting attacked, yeah. right? So, you know, bad guys would prey on that, right? Because humans are naturally curious, right? So socially, you, you try to engineer that discussion to go hey you know what is it that would make you click this thing
0: yeah
1: right even though you know with all best intentions people will tell you hey don't click on everything you don't know but there's always someone that will come up with something so catchy and you're just gonna go they're getting way more
0: sophisticated (laughs) that's for
1: sure yes so so it's it's about i think that the key message i tell people is you know that there's got to be robustness in in how you look at things right Mm. you just got to, I hate this word, rigor, right? Because um, it's, it's such a broad word that you could define anything around, around a process and how you think. Um, but, it, but in terms of being cyber vigilant, it comes back to, hey, understand that there are risks to everything you do, right? The most important thing, thing to us is our personal information, mm-hmm. right? And, and by the way, if it's important to you, It's important to the bad guys yeah right because that's what they're after right so so if you think of you know everything you do from going to the movies like when you're picking someone up from the airport right you sign up to apps that tells you exactly when the plane's going to land you know it's all about data right so the integrity of that data is important to you to the person you're picking up to the people that needed to fly that plane yeah right at any given time if any one of those things break then we're in a lot of trouble yes. right <laughs> um, and and i think you know it, it all it takes is one accident mm. right um but you got to put some mitigating controls around it and and, and for us at talos it, it you know for me personally as well it comes down to securing it where it matters the most right and and that's the data piece yeah. right if you secure that you know you are you're a long way there in terms of securing yourself, right? Because, yeah. as we said, you know humans make errors, but you got to make sure that you mitigate that. Yes, right, and and that that's where the technology piece comes in.
0: Yeah, because I know often people will look at what to do after, say, a data breach has actually happened, but I think it's really understanding what to do before anything happens. Mm-hmm. That mitigation piece that you mentioned. Now you did mention your current role at Talus as well. I, I'd love to talk through a little bit more about that and kind of what you're seeing within businesses you guys work with right now. Where are they in their cybersecurity journey?
1: Um, you know what, it's a it's a wide gamut, mm. right? For for most of the organizations that, that we work with, um, you know, they realize that they are dependent on data. As I said earlier, it's quite important. Um, and the, the key part of it is, you know, looking at why is it at risk right for them there's this really only two things if you look at a very high level right there's compliance which is what the government or industry standards tell you you need to do and then there's the risk of actually losing the data through mm-hmm. cyber attacks and cyber breaches yeah right so when, when we speak to these organizations the the conclusion we often come up with together and it's not us telling them this is hey maybe you need to look at processes to embed that security within your business yeah Right. And and what we do as TALUS is help you realize that and make you make it easy for you to do. Right. So that that's essentially what TALUS does in thirty seconds in terms of the, the security, mm. data security piece.
0: Yeah. Do you think do you think businesses and I guess leaders often overestimate how hard it can be to embed a sort of cybersecurity system within their workplaces? Can it be easier than people think?
1: It can be easier. Yeah. It can be easier. You
0: Does know, it but depend on data maturity and, It yeah. depends
1: on a lot of factors, right, like organisational maturity, mm-hmm. for example, right, because the hardest piece is knowing where it is.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, so, you know, if you don't know where your data is, then obviously it's going to take a while, <laughs> yeah. right? But, you know, you do have tooling out there that allows you to, to find where that is. And, you know, we've got certain solutions that, that can also help that, right? You know, we've made a lot of acquisitions recently to enhance our offerings around around that piece to help organizations who say, oh, we don't know where it is. Well, that's fine, let us help you. And yeah. we, we partner with a lot of technologies out there to, to enable that as well. So it's, it's about asking the right questions of us and us asking you the right questions to, to make sure that we're going to the same journey, mm-hmm. right? If we're going to that same goal, then we'll find a way to get there. Yeah. You know, the, the complexity is always gonna be there, but it's all about how we tackle it and how you break it down to little goals. Yeah. Like everything in life, right? If you wanna if you have to wanna get to the North Pole, for example, or the South Pole in our in our case, in <laughs> the middle of Antarctica, <laughs> you've got to plan your trip, right? Yeah. And put little goals here and there to get there.
0: And you've also got to have a destination at the end of the day.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny, one of the one of my mentors used to say that, you know, cybersecurity to him was the brakes in a car.
0: Mm.
1: Right? Yeah it'll enable you to actually go really fast, right? Yeah. Funny, you know, you go, you're you're the brake, but you want, you're making people go fast. (laughs) Well, it's because it allows you to stop and turn and move when you see something. Maneuver. Correct. Yeah. Right, so it's the pivot motion that that it gives you. And that's where I think businesses go, okay, cyber's too hard, let's put it back. And I was like, well, no. If you embed it in what you're doing today,
0: it still it, allows, you it allows you to be agile. It allows you to be agile. You can actually
1: move faster because mm-hmm. once you get to that destination, it's like okay, I can release it now. I've done all the testing as I went there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now you've worked your way up the ranks to kind of get where you are today. Yeah. I mean, talk us through a little bit about that journey and what you, what uh, kind of a piece of advice you would instill in someone else that's kind of going through that that wow. journey now.
1: It's, a, it's an interesting one because um, <laughs> <laughs> I did take a lot of, Turns yeah. that journey right, so you know it, it accelerated fairly quickly for me when I was younger. Um, you know, took on a couple of management roles then. Then decided, hey, I need to take a step back and have a look about wh- have a look at where I'm lacking and mm. where I really want to go. Yeah. Right. So, you know, anyone that that I've spoken to in the past, I usually tell them, hey, just just be curious. Mm. Right. Have that that guiding star that you need to to go towards, but don't be afraid to take a step back and if you see that, hey, this direction is not going the right way.
0: You can reassess. You can
1: reassess, have mm. a look, have good mentors around you. Right? I can't, you know, state the importance of that enough. Yeah. Right, Having good people around you that you can talk to and, and give you that right advice certainly helped me. So yeah. So for me, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm imparting something to, to those listening out there who, who want to take that same journey, just be curious, mm. have a goal and, Surround yourself with the right people.
0: Yeah, and also in the cybersecurity space, it's it's just becoming even more imperative. So, I mean, it is a pretty interesting space to get into. Yep. If anyone's thinking about, oh yeah, if you're at uni and you're thinking about what kind of field to get into, it's going to be a pretty booming area.
1: It is a great area, right? So there's there's always new things coming up, um, new technologies out there, AI, quantum. Mm. You know, I've just used two buzzwords, so I said I wasn't a yeah. good beginning. <laughs> But, you know, artificial intelligence and, and, you know, the the new way, the new computing technologies out there that just make it go a bit faster, that opens up a whole world mm. of things, both on the positive side, you know, new medical improvements, you know, faster phones. We never know. We could have holographic phones coming up. Who knows? Yes. That'd be cool. Um,
0: it would be very cool. I always thought we'd get the holographic uh, watch. watches, actually. Yeah. Well, it still might happen. <laughs> still might happen. You never
1: know. But, you know, it also opens up that threat vector mm. on the other side, right? Because, you know, back in the day when we were driving to go from point A to point B, you had a book, a map. Mm. Now it's on your mobile phone, right? So that is only going <laughs> to keep moving forward. only going to progress. Correct. And people are just going to keep giving up data as, as things move on and, you know, more openings are going to come out for, for hackers to come in, right? So cyber is always going to evolve. Yeah. Um, and it's it's an it's an interesting space, right? You know, even in the last year, I was talking to a colleague, and he was saying it was probably in in the thousands, mm. instead of in terms of new vendors coming out there mm. with new ways to protect things. Uh, you know, when you think about that, you're like, wow, the scale is massive. Yeah. So, and and then you trans, translate it to okay, why is there so many? There must be a lot more threats out there. Mm. So you're just going okay. It's just it's a big market. And anyone at uni that wants to to get in absolutely it's probably there's so many more courses out there that you can take yeah that, that allow you to, to get a better understanding better than what I had yeah which is hey here's an antivirus software <laughs> go figure it out yes right so yeah
0: and we've spoken a bit about I guess emerging threats but I want to talk a little bit about compliance as well in the compliance space, because, I mean, how would you compare Australia's compliance regulations compared to, I I guess, other countries? And are businesses kind of behind in that space yet?
1: Um, You know what, that's quite topical. Mm. and It's something that pops up a lot. Um, In terms of the compliance space, there are lots of regulations Mm. out there and it changes per jurisdiction, right? And and I think that's the biggest challenge um, that businesses are facing. Globalisation, you know, it's, it's, it's been going on for, what, since the 90s, I'd say, yep. or even before, right? And with the advent of technology, I mean, you know, it, early 90s, the internet was super slow, it couldn't really do business. Yeah. But now it's, it's everywhere, right? Yeah. And that's allowed us to stand up a shop in Australia and be able to sell to Europe, to the US in an instant, mm. right? But what comes with that is how do you take those transactions, right, the data that you take from people. So the EU has probably the strictest regulations around the world, right, the GDPR. Mm. You know, the US themselves have their own regulations which are quite quite hard to navigate for a yes. small business.
0: And they're changing quite rapidly time, as well. Yeah. Mm. And in
1: Australia we just released our cybersecurity handbook, mm. right, um, which I think is one of those interesting ideas, um, you know, moves by the government that that actually brings cyber to everyday people it makes it easier to understand right and i was talking to an american colleague of mine not even a week ago now about it because he was he was he saw he saw it online and he was like wow you guys have something like this that explains it we don't even have that and we have a myriad of compliance measures that we need to to navigate so, so I think that's a good step.
0: Yeah, to breaking it down. Correct. And there was yeah. one thing that you said that I kind of want to bring it back to is that people will continue to give up their data. And I think it's an interesting sentiment as well because uh, we, we when we recently saw those major data hacks that were all over the news, the question was how long should businesses be keeping someone's data? And, I mean, what are your thoughts in that space?
1: That's a hard one. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Privacy Act mm. – the amendment bill was, I think, there was it was up for review last year, right? So, one of the key things when, when speaking to the industry about it was the consent piece, right? And within that piece, obviously, it was data retention. Yeah. Right. So, depending on the organisation, that data retention could be seven years, could be indefinite, twenty-five years. You know how do you how do you monitor that? Right. I mean, hospitals make sense for it to be. 75 years even right because they need to know yeah what's yeah. happening with you right or where what's happened in the past right if you don't have that information how do you treat someone effectively mm. right so so that, those are, are questions that that's pretty hard to answer yeah but, but i think you just need to put controls around that sensitive data to begin with and you know what it, it kind of lessens that that burden to say hey I need to keep this data for, for x amount of years mm. that's okay it's protected anyway yes right so so it comes back to what i was saying earlier which is embedding it embedding your security right at the beginning so if regulations change or you know you've got compliance requirements you need to meet all you need to do is have a look at that compliance requirement and, and figure out how you're going to meet it to the best of your ability
0: mm.
1: right it's still not set in stone as to what that consent piece is or how long
0: yeah yeah
1: because it's a piece of string right depending on where you are like i said
0: Mm. and i guess every business is different as you mentioned hospitals will need certain data pieces for years and years and years but does it come down to i guess individual enterprises and organizations having their own data governance as well
1: i think it's 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 a bit of both right so industries have their own requirements right so banking industries probably one of the strictest out there in terms of, you know, the data they collect, how it's protected, how long you have to keep it for, mm. right? And then you've got critical infrastructure, same thing, right? Um, so so it you do need that data officer, I'd say, within your organization, um, if you're large enough, to go, okay, these are the measures we need to take based on the legislation mm. that's out there, right? So I think you've got to be driven by that compliance piece but you know businesses have a say as well right so they can always during those review processes saying look i don't think this is feasible for you mr government to say
0: yeah yeah
1: right so it's 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 got to be i think a cooperation between government and industry certainly sometimes isn't
0: the one size fits all situation is it and look we've spoken a lot about i guess um, compliance but also at larger organizations and cyber security within those organizations but how does the, one an individual protect themselves in the cyber world as well? Have you got any tips and tricks in that space? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how do you do it yourself? You know how do you protect yourself?
1: This is a funny one because yeah. I remember growing up. Um, wife's gonna hate this, um, <laughs> but she was a massive Harry Potter fan, right? Still is, I'd so say. am I, right? So, <laughs> so, there was a character, Mad eye Moody, yes. Um, I think the words he always used was constant vigilance,
0: mm. mm-hmm. right?
1: So, you know. To me, that that applies in, yeah. in this scenario that, you know, you've just got to be careful, right? Because as I said earlier, people are willing to give up their data to make life easier, yeah. their life easier, right? But you just got to be mindful of where it goes, right? What you're giving up, right? Yeah. And, and what measures you're taking yourself, right? For me, um, you know, I'm quite paranoid. Mm. So I've got services that check whether or not, you know, my name or my account's being used for a home loan somewhere else, <laughs> right? Um, you know, it, and you could do that for free anyway, right, yeah. once a year. But, you know, it's it's one of those that, that for me it's like if that happens, a lot of things can go wrong. So yep. let me put that insurance in place and go, hey, as, long as, as soon as something happens, let me know. Because, mm. you know, and that's born from, to be honest, um, those breaches that we spoke about earlier, right? Lots of people are impacted yeah. as I was too right so
0: same here yeah the,
1: the investment i made in terms of that credit company always checking mm. made sense
0: and I heard another tip from someone, another cyber expert as well during that time was that you should have multiple passwords. Yeah. Never have the same password across all your accounts. It's just one of the worst things that you can do.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's 101, right? Yeah. But then there's a lot of people that don't know that.
0: No, they don't understand that. They, don't, yeah. I think unless you work in the IT space or in the tech space, even if you don't, it's yeah. still something that people don't get that that you, you can make these tiny little tweaks yeah. to protect yourself.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the passwords themselves, right, it's easy to make them complex. Just yeah. put a number.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or an exclamation <laughs> right? mark. Or
1: something, right? <laughs> Just put a, make it a phrase, yes. a, a sequence of words instead of one word and it's a lot harder to to guess.
0: Yeah. Well, Eric, look, we really appreciate your time today on the People First podcast. It was fascinating to chat to you just about the cyber world and what you guys are doing at TALIS as well. So thank you for your time. No, thank you for having us.